same old shit, just a different day. I said trying to get it, each and every way. Mama need a house, baby need some shoes. Times are getting hard, guess what I'ma do? What it is, world? Hustle City Podcast, back at you again. Today's another cool episode. Um, a lot of things have happened, you know, since the last time we've spoken to you guys. But uh, today we're back with the uh, regularly scheduled us ranting and giving you our thoughts about things. But today's kind of a cool one. It's more interactive for me, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, I am your host, ladies, your favorite fat boyfriend, 314 Yogi or Yogi if you prefer. Either way, I, I'm still going to answer. Uh, Bobo, go ahead and tell him. You already know what it is, man. It's your boy Bobby, a.k.a. Mr. 511. You are the co-host of the Hustle City Podcast. We in the building. Hope you all had a blessed Thanksgiving. Um, Yogi, how was yours, man? It was pretty good. I uh, hung out with two different families, my uh, one of my friends' families, and then I did mine. Got to see my sister and niece. I can see my other niece, but other than that, it was cool. Yeah, that's what's up. You know, up. I ain't too big on the holidays anyway. It's just... Yeah. Ugh. Sick time. Everybody gets sick. Yeah. It's cold. And then I slow down in the winter. I like I I do not operate well in the winter at all. So yeah. Yeah, but we're back on the grind, man. We're back um uh getting back to y'all, um like we have been doing in the past uh several episodes. But yeah, I tell you we got a special one uh for y'all. Um recently we did an episode that was uh dedicated um to me and we're gonna switch it up a bit we're gonna so y'all can get to know my brother um mr yogi over here yes sir but um before we get into that man before we go into details um because i got several things i want to ask you about i'm pretty sure you're gonna reveal some stuff to me that i didn't even know about you like um like you learned about me in the past yeah but um Today, y'all gonna find out that I really am the radical drug dealing badass revolutionary that this country needs to lead the black people out of this goddamn system that we're ever, you know what, never mind, there's another conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That's just him rambling again, like he always does, but it's all good, though. It's all love. But um, I always wanted to ask you, and I think you might have said this to me a long time ago, but where'd you get the name Yogi from? Um... Man, so, okay, so my parents dropped me off for college in, like, 2011. So, like, the first two days on campus, we had to do this uh, matriculation, like, inductory ceremony type thing. And I was sitting next to a group of kids, some other guys I seen. And one of them had these, like, thong sandals on, this twiddling his feet, and he's drawing. But he's rapping while he's drawing. Got this super curly hair. And I'm like, all right. Something right about this guy. So I started bothering him, you know, just bothering him and I asked him what he was doing. Then me and him got in uh to a conversation about hip hop and rap. Mm-hmm. And uh he just so happened to be sitting next to one guy that I had met at orientation a few months before. And out of the blue, me and dude got cool. We was arguing at first, then we got cool. Mm-hmm. And that was that's my homeboy, Carlin. Shout out to Savvy. Uh he uh He's like, bro, you know, you a big nigga. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm fat. What else is new? Uh, you smart. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. 
Smarter than the average person. I'm like, all right, here we go. He didn't take that DJ Khaled approach or anything, right? Nah. Oh, okay. Just checking. You're loyal. Nah, not like that. (laughs) He was uh, like, I'm going to start calling you Yogi. Yogi was a bear, Mm -hmm. and he was smarter than the average bear. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Okay. Lord, don't let this stick. I'm thinking, like, don't let that nickname stick, but whatever. I'm cool with him. I don't care. So I brush it off, and then, like, two, three days later, I'm on campus walking. All I hear is this girl go, hey, Yogi. I'm like, who the f- told y'all this was actually my nickname? Like, this is sticking already? Like, oh, my God. So everywhere I went on campus, people just knew me as Yogi, so mm-hmm. I kept it. I think it's a little catchy, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it makes perfect sense the way you uh, just explained it. Don't you say what I think you're going to say next. No, no, I'm not. Don't worry. I'm going to say that off the air. <laughs> I'm going to say that off the air. I said it before. Um, I'm going to see if anybody remembers it. But before I get into your childhood and your um, upbringing, let's talk about how you fell in love with hip-hop in the first place. Man, um, my family – my – family somewhat musically inclined so music has always been a thing for me mm-hmm. um i had an uncle on my dad's side who dedicated his life to hip-hop for a while he was almost signed by warren g back in the day but between him my dad and my mom's taste in music my biological mother i always um found myself shuffling through either my dad's cassette tapes my uncle's old disc or my mom's like old vinyls and I started listening to it. Didn't start out with hip hop. It started out with things like Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. um, R.I.P. to Michael, Willie Hutch, uh, a lot of old soul singers, and jazz music. And then I got a hold of uh, my mom's hip hop vinyls one time, and she had Cool Modi, um, his like first album, I think, Sugar Hill Gang, and then it went from that to. I got into her CD, she had this CD case, and in that CD case was DMX, Mm. and it was the, uh, what is the album, it's my favorite album, but I can never remember the name correctly. Was it the very first one? I think it was his very first one. It's Dark and Hell is Hot? It's Dark and Hell is Hot, that one. Okay. That was my favorite one, and I was like, I listened to it, I'm like, damn, I really like this DMX too, so I started listening to more, and uh, then one day... I had picked up Juvenile 400 Degrees. Classic. And I just couldn't stop listening to it. And I was like, this is what Southern hip-hop sounds like? Because my cousin explained it to me, the difference from between rappers. He's like, well, DMX is from New York. Juvenile's from the South. And then I just started going through more of their music. My cousin, uh, my two cousins, uh, shout out to Chris and Kevin. They uh, was into the hip-hop scene. They was messing around with Zaytoven in Atlanta. By this time, I was just all into making beats and had home friends from school that was making beats, and I never really got good at it, but just my ear for music, I just started picking up on different artists that just sounded good to me, and here we are today. So that being said, man, with you, uh, me and you being music heads, because that's literally all we talk about, and other things too on top of that, give me your top five of all time. Mm-hmm. Give me your top five uh, hip-hop artists of all time. My top five of all time. Number one, it's going to have to be Nas. I'm definitely throwing Nas up there. You know I'm a big Nas fan. Yep, shout to Nas. It's going to be Nas. Uh, number two, you can go ahead and give me <clears throat> Tupac. Put Tupac at number two. Okay. Pac's coming in at number two. I need... 
Slot. Big L. RP to Big L. Yeah, RP to Big L. I need Big L there. Uh, four. J. Cole. Okay. I respect and that. Five. You know, this is always tricky for five. Because I feel like these for me, they at least they, they switch from time to time. So. You can if if they're a tie to you, you can go ahead. I'll let you. But I'll t- if if I'm gonna do five for number five, it'll have to be between Jay Z and um, I almost said Drake, but it ain't even that. It'll have to be between <clears throat> Jay Z and Andre Two Thousand. I respect that. Yeah, the majority of those that you just mentioned, um, I definitely respect them as top tier MCs. I think um, at least. Four of them are definitely in my top ten, like I told you uh, numerous times. But one thing that I was surprised about was um, two things, Big L being number three and you list Jay-Z on there as well. Because off the air, you told me that you're not like the biggest Jay-Z fan. So what makes Big L number three and Jay-Z number four? Because that's something I didn't know about. You know what? With all like the pariah surrounding like, Drake and like a lot of new art, but specifically Drake, because Drake I feel like is the Jay Z of our time. I feel like he's like he's that. he feels that role of what Jay Z was when he was younger for our parents and people who were I back then. So I don't know. One day uh, I think we had a conversation. We were talking about Jay Z, and I had I had sat back and I had talked to one of my older cousins. I was like. Do you remember why I used to listen to Jay Z a lot? And he's like, your dad. Well, your dad didn't really like Jay Z like that at first, until like reasonable, not so after reasonable. But I think it was like Hard Knock Life. Okay, yep. And then I remember the CD being in my dad's car, and then he started playing Jay Z. So Jay had like a lot of um. I remember like um, girls, 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 girls. I remember loving that Off song. The blueprint, yep. And then I just went back one day and just started going through all these, like, older Jay-Z records. I'm like, he actually is lyrical. He's actually super-duper, yeah. like, like he got the flow. He had the flow. He had everything. He had the flow. He had mm-hmm. the lyricism. He had the, I don't know what the word of it. He had the swag to go with it, too. And I was just like, all right, yeah. If I had to pick somebody that perfectly. Like, he had the, rip, em- like he had the yeah. rhythm and stuff like that. Yeah. That could perfectly embody, like, the full. Think of what I think it means to be an artist. I, I would have to take Jay Z. I feel like him and him, Drake and J Cole really exude that well. So, um, well, I don't know about Drake so much if he don't write his own stuff. But that's here to say I don't know how true that is. I don't know what they're doing over at the OVO sweatshop. But uh, yeah, man, I, I I had to. I went back and I started uh, listening to Big L again recently, and I was like. Big L gave me the same feeling I got when I listened to Nas and AZ. Okay. Just composed in one person, though. Yeah. Like, he had, like, AZ, if you listen to an AZ and Nas song, AZ was just a little bit more gutter mm-hmm. and a little bit more, like, about that, it seemed. And Nas, he's about that, but, you know, he's smart. And I feel like you need those two things to contrast each other. It's like what we was talking about earlier, like UGK. You got Pimp C, you got Bun B. Yep. You got the more, like, mild-mannered, level-headed one. 
I think I'm saying that right. And then you got the one that's more like, I mean, your face, this is me. I've accepted me. You're going to have to accept me too. <clears throat> that's what I, and then I, when I listen to Big L, I get that Nas and AZ feeling just wrapped into one person. And it's just a tad bit more grittier, but the lyrics, the lyricism behind it and the wordplay is just immaculate. Yeah. So that's why they came up on number uh, spots three and four for me. Yeah, that's what's up. I think with Big L, because Big L is personally in my top ten of all time. I just wish he was still alive because, and we do have a decent amount of music from him before his uh, unfortunate demise, but I feel like if he was still alive, he would be one of the biggest in the world. Yeah. That's how I personally feel. I feel like he'd be one of the OGs that I feel like a lot of people who really, those people that are really into hip hop and focus and make it an effort to exercise their lyricism and show you that they, they got it. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'll be he'll definitely be one of those people that I see a lot of artists looking up to or being around. Yeah, I wish he had a state of I wish he had to live longer too. Yeah. I feel like I always feel a feel a way about a lot of artists. I mean, especially Pac. Yeah. I'm always feel like I wish Pac had to live longer. Just cuz I would have I'm not saying he would have been like the greatest ever or it just would have been Tupac's world or nothing like that. It just I feel like a lot of the rap Youngins though would probably have a more have imagine Nipsey and Pac. Man, that'd be legendary. Imagine how prolific of a movement they could they, they would have put on. That'd be crazy. Like I feel like that would have been the one person he went to and be like, look, I we could definitely do something here. That would have been big. I think the things that could have happened, but um, shit, hey, Nip definitely in my top ten though. Definitely my top ten, if not top twenty. He's he's definitely in that. Um, but yeah, that is my top five. That's what's up. Uh, one more artist I want to talk about that you always give praise. They always give praise for. And we actually did see him live before. Is J Cole? Yeah. What is unique, in your opinion, about J Cole? Why is he? What um distinguishes? What makes him different from any other artist you listen to? One, you know what, 2010, I think Drake was getting prepared to drop uh, Thank Me Later, is that, that's what came out that year, 2010? Yeah, yep. And I had just seen him in concert. But at that same time, that same day I was going to his concert, I had heard uh, Who That by J. Cole. Mm. I had just heard that. And then the drum sounded in the song, and it kicked off. And it reminded me of like an HBCU homecoming. But when they kicked off, I just like, damn, okay. And then he just gets the flow. He goes directly and he gets the flowing and shit. And I noticed the voice and I'm like, that I'm like, that dude voice sounds real familiar. I'm like, where have I heard that before? Now I remember of some years prior, I was just snooping around uh YouTube and looking for different music. And it was this guy on the internet called the therapist. And I'm like, they voices sound the same. So after the concert, I go back home and I hop on the computer instantly. Yep. And I just started looking at J. Cole. And then I saw all these different, like, little small articles about him because they didn't know a lot about him yet. Right. He, was, he, he wasn't was that the, known, but he, he was, was on the rise. rise. Yeah. And uh, they was like, Jay-Z has this artist that is phenomenal damn near now with his skills, with his rhyming skills and shit. Like, it's like this dude is, like, talented. You got it. My dad was like, you got to listen to this person. He's like, just mm-hmm. listen to this person. So I heard he played Who That. Like I said, I got back home that night after that Drake concert. 
I ain't think no more about the fact that I just seen Drake and uh, Gucci Mane in this on the same stage. Yeah, you, you I, been I ain't talking even about trip that. off that no more for real. And then I was like, man, I gotta keep. I'm going back and look up. I'm like, okay, this, so he is the therapist. I found an article that where he mentioned in his earlier days that's who he went. That was the name he went by. Um, and I just stuck along with the music after that. Um, the progression. I feel like that 2010 and 2011. I went to college, and he was dropping more and more music, and he was more known at the time. I think that was around the time uh, like Friday Night Lights was a real big thing. Um, too deep for the intro, which was just freaking crazy. Classic. And then it was just uh, like premeditated murder killers. Uh, uh, truly yours EPs one and two. Um, grew up fast. The crew. Uh, what was it? The Cure. His version of uh, I think it was like Beyonce's and Jay Z and Nas. Not Nas. Uh, Moon is. What was that song that they had together with Kanye? Oh, Run This Town. It was. Kanye, Jay Z, and Beyonce. I feel like we either had different versions. To Not this run song. this town. Was it? Um, I know they have. It's like she's I, singing on the chorus, like "Take It to the Moon." Yeah, "Take It to the Stars." Was, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, on Watch the Throne. Yeah, that song. He had. Uh, I think it was had like, his freestyle out to that. He had the Kenny Lofton joint with Jeezy, um, on the Truly Yours EP. Then um, Sideline Story dropped. Now I'm at the end of my college my first year of college and I just feel like I grew with him as he grew I was growing and I'm just listening to this artist at the same time but the stuff he's talking about is kind of pivotal in my life at like yeah. prior to now and then some of it now because I'm watching some of these things play out in front of my eyes now that I'm getting a little taste of the real world and it was just the constant progression it was kind of the same thing with uh crit I kind of grew with that person my friend put me on to him in college and I just kind of grew with him but Cole has always had this way of being a great storyteller. I feel he's a, he's a wonderful storyteller. He gives you, I don't know, it's like listening to a sensei and they give you a choice. Like they give you the lesson. They give you like the what the reason why we here. This is why this is. Now you got a choice. Yeah. And I always got that like that calm, cool sensei type feeling from him. So I always just, just I always stick by his music. It's like nothing that man can drop. He probably dropped a, I, I admit, some of the songs on uh, Born Center, I wasn't feeling a lot when, like back then. But, you know, now, if I go back to some of them, I probably listen to them more. Like, Crooked Smile was cool, but it wasn't something I always played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sideline Story, I, I don't really feel some of them songs now, given the fact that those were songs that were kind of just thrown off from other projects yeah. to that. But then again, that's the reason why Born Center was I, what I – what I guess you can say is arguably, arguably his one of his best pieces of work. To me, though, you know, of course, twenty fourteen, Forest Hill Drive yeah. is always my favorite album right now. That's like his, that was his like peak. I feel like that was one of the, like his apex. I feel apex, like he still yeah. could go better. I felt like I feel like the off season was his best work since uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah, Forest Hills Drive for sure because Definitely. like. I think me and you, I think me and you both said this before, but that was my favorite album yeah, last year. Last year, that was definitely my favorite. And it's still on my playlist, like when I made. Yeah, because you and my cousin would shut up about Hunger on Hillside. I, that was the best song. Then my coworker. That was, the, oh, man, man. that was my song when that came out. That was the perfect ending, though, for an album. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, everybody keeps talking about this outro. And I finally listened to him. Like, yeah, that was the best way to end it. But, yeah. you know, my favorite one, my favorite thing about that uh, whole album was the intro, though. Oh, yeah, with, uh, with Cam. Cam. Yeah. 
I was yeah, like, that, sure. that, like, yeah, you got Killer Cam on there. Mm-hmm. And it was over that, uh. Oh, Put Your Hood Up with uh, yeah. Lil John. Yep. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that song was a uh, lift off with him. Uh, lift off, yeah. Off, yeah. He had did a freestyle yep. to lift off. When he, when he, when Cole was releasing all them freestyles, I was like, he just keep getting better and better with each one. It was just you yeah. watching this person getting better and better. That freestyle on Drink Champs was crazy. Did you watch that? Nah. Yeah, you gotta check that out. That was before the off season came out. Uh, I you, you know what? I didn't even watch that interview. You gotta check that out. Man. I have to. I have to check it out. That was crazy. I, I wound up not watching that interview. I'm just a little. I'm still upset. I'm no disrespect to Tyler the Creator, but J Cole should have won that Grammy. Him or Nas, but I was actually rooting for J Cole more personally. I'm not surprised Tyler is gonna get is getting his recognition. I like and I like Tyler the Creator a lot. Don't get me wrong. I won't ever take nothing from him. I feel like he is a talented artist, and he's getting his just due now, though. I feel like he was kind of one of those artists that kind of got snubbed a little bit, though, because you had, like, I don't know, maybe DJ Khaled was in the way for a second. Now the man got to take a back seat to the fact that, hey, you have a kid that's been around for a while, and he's talented than a motherfucker. He makes some good He makes some good pop music. Like, the, I don't know what category he falls under, pop or urban pop if that's a thing but Tyler I'm always mess with Tyler so yeah, shout out to Tyler and J. Cole man so I asked you your top five of all time give me your top five I'm gonna do the same thing to you like we did to me but give me your top five right now top five right now artists from right now right now uh, we're definitely going to this might surprise you a little bit I don't know but top five for right now. I mean, of course, I'm gonna throw J Cole at number one for right now. Okay. Um, number two, you can definitely. I feel like he it, he can't. I I got a love hate relationship with this person in my head. You already know where I'm going. Drake. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have Drake. I, I'm gonna have to have I, th- <laughs> I feel like with Drake personally, I feel like he's got to be number. He's got to be number eight top five right now. Yeah. Because even the haters listen to him. Like you can't go wrong with Drake right now. Like he. He the go-to guy for the hits. Um, three, Jid. Oh, I respect that. Jid definitely I another. He's a he's a well-spoken Southern lyricist, and I, I I fuck with it hard. Yeah, that forever story album was crazy. Always, shout bro. out to Jid, man. Shout out to Jid. Um, who else have I been listening to a lot of? Maybe let me pull out this damn top five thing, which is crazy because some of these people in here I know damn well I ain't listened to. That much, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Then again, um, you never yeah. know. Sorry, I mean, uh, distracted while you're figuring that out. But I don't know. I feel like with my list, I have like a, I have like a separate category. Like I got like my top ten of all time. I got like I gave you my top five. Like right now, it's just so hard. Like having just one list of like MCs because like I put them in like different categories. Yeah, it always is kind of tough having like just one list. Because it's so many different ways. It depends. Like, you know, I got my street, like, trap rappers I like. Yeah. Then I got. Like I said, like, my top five from Houston, my top five from yeah. Atlanta, my top five West Coast. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's always something you can break down. And it's like. Right. I'll be trying not to be as specific with it. And this is just my top five overall, top five overall like, for now. Mm-hmm. Whether they are from Atlanta, Chicago, or wherever they are from. Um, I sent that to you. That's why I put that to you up there. So, so far, what did I say? Drake. You yeah, it's going to play. I ain't know it's going to play that. That's fine. Oh, you're good. Oh, no, you're good. Um, you said J. Cole, Drake. Um, I think those are the only two you gave me so far. J. Cole, Drake. Oh, Jed. You said Jed. And Jed. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, this Spotify thing just got to be all fantastic done it with all these little screens. It wants you to get all these screens just to show you who your top five is. That's hilarious. And then it wants to play like future. Oh, future number four. Okay, future number right. four. Future. Uh, yeah, one more. And number five, um, Blast. I think you told me a little I bit. Don't know him. if you know who Blast is, but Blast is from California. I don't want to get it correct. Incorrect. I don't know if he's from like Compton or not, but. Cali, nonetheless, he is definitely somebody I can see being some being comparable to Nate Dogg because he is the West Coast like hook guy. I can I feel like that, but you gotta have him on the track if you're making like some for the ladies. Mm-hmm. You gotta have on some like if you just on some cool player, laid back type vibe. You gotta have Blast on there, man. Even Bino, but I mess with Blast the most. So right now I'm definitely taking my top yeah, my top five. J. Cole, Drake, G um Future. Future and Blast right now, because that's really a lot. That's yeah, that's really all I listen to. Yeah. I mean I got some Uzi in there, but Uzi every now and then. Just because I think I got ADHD, I know I got ADHD. And I feel like him and it uh him baby him and baby Keem on um I guess it's the deluxe edition for uh Melodic Blue. Yeah. That song Bank Account. Mm. I like that that part where they they throughout the whole song. That's the only part that catches my attention. So yeah, I gotta check out Blast. I don't think I've ever listened to a full body of work from him. Yeah, Blast is pretty freaking cool. I be trying to get more people to like listen, but I be like, bro. Yeah, you got me hooked up with some artists uh, this year. Like um, Sayari the Kid was one of them. If I could do a top ten, he definitely my top ten right now. Simba, Simba, too. Yeah, yeah. Like you definitely hooked me up with some of these. uh, New cats that are just starting the. Granted, Simba ain't shout me out on uh, he ain't retweet me on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, he shot, but me he out. retweeted Bobby twice. Yep, it's cool. Like two or three times. I'm gonna yeah. be in the bay and I'm gonna see you. Yeah, sorry, I already we, did too. We that. gonna fight. You know, I, I sent you that text too with uh, sorry, I already kid. See now, Bobby just bragging because he's famous online. No, but you saw that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. We all saw it. And you, and you everybody on Twitter saw it, nigga. I'm hating. All right. Anyway, let's uh let's step away from the music a little bit. Let's talk about your upbringing. Um, you coming from the north side of St. Louis. North side. For those uh, for those out there that aren't familiar with the north side, um, describe to them just uh, just in general what your childhood was like, the culture, just um, all those things. My grandparents are from the south, just like the most of my family. They're from the south. My granddad's from Mississippi, Coffeeville, Mississippi, which I think is in like Yellowbusha County, Mississippi. My grandma was from uh, what is that place in Texas? It's the same name as that place in Texas, Alamo, hmm. Alamo, Tennessee. Um, my grand that, my granddad wasn't really into religion like that. My grandmother was, okay. so I had a, I have a Baptist background because I was raised Baptist. Um. But I really wasn't feeling church or anything like that um, after a while. But uh, my mother, she was more so of the creative. She was a creative. She was really good at drawing. Really, She was just her. She was just like this super bubbly person. But uh, my mom was a smart person. 
as defined by my grandparents, she was book smart. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to her being a, are we the same way? Are we all we? we I'm not the best judge of character because I've wound up around some sketchy characters in my life. But uh, I was uh, I, I've kind of followed her her path with that sometimes. But I feel like I I look just like my mom. That's my twin. Um. That was my best friend my whole childhood up until well not my whole childhood because unfortunately you know mm-hmm. she uh she was murdered when I was six and uh, oh, I thought you were eight actually no nah, six oh I didn't know that yeah okay. um, a month after my birthday yeah she was murdered I found her my grandmother uh, it's a long long story one day I'll do a video or something about it I'll talk yeah. about it more but uh, the culture but you know like I said the, just the Go ahead and give more insight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, even with that, my childhood still was a normal childhood. I mean, I guess, you know, when you kids, you don't know what death is, really. You don't know that it's a normal part of life. So in my mind, now I had a normal childhood. I just unfortunately lost my mother at a really young age. Yeah. Um, my mother was a street kid. She got into the streets. She was into the books, but mm. the streets, you know, that sh- the money, fast money. She was chasing money like these dudes. She was just into selling drugs and that was the culture kind of that way where i come from on the north side my block lynn avenue Mm -hmm. i'm from the 4300 block of lynn avenue and that was known as the million dollar dope set when we was kids because we had numerous drug dealers on that block numerous many you you wake up in the morning sometimes you hear a door getting kicked in across the street police and all that i seen all that um The culture down there is family first with a lot of people. Yeah. I know, like I said, I can I can I could tell you all the bad stuff that went on, but that's that wouldn't shed the right type of light on that area. That area isn't just violence. It's families down there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've seen it with my own uh, eyes too. Yeah. Families all over that part of the city. It's all over all over the whole city, but family oriented people. Um, I grew up around a lot of business owners. My grandparents owned the uh liquor store up to the top of the block and my granddad's brother and his wife own and his sons and my cousins, they own the barbershop at the other end of the block. Um, they still own it or, um, no, nah, it's oh. all gone now. My granddad sold the liquor store and then the next on the burned it down for the insurance money or something like that. Then my, I think after like 2007, the barbershop just went out of business. Mm. So they still own the property though. Oh, okay. But uh it's still standing, but there's nothing in there no more. Nowadays it's just gutted out basically. Um I did all the stuff that normal kids do, man. We got in trouble, we had fun, we got creative, used our imagination. Some of my friends, you know, they a lot of them ain't here no more. Some of them in jail, but a lot of them, the ones that I do get to see, I'm glad they still around. Mm. Um, I thank my grandma, though, for the teaching she did give me about God because that gave me, like, my foundation in faith. And I tell people I'm more spiritual than I am religious. I know a lot of people hate to hear that, but or they frown up when they hear that. I'm just connected in a different way. I'm not connected the way a devout Christian who goes to church would be, I don't believe that you have to sit in a church, you know, to necessarily worship. Mm. 
But um, yeah, man, Northside was fun as hell when I was a kid. It was fun. It was a lot of a lot of fun things to do. I missed all the chaos. We always found something to get into. Flipping on mattresses, building on little clubhouses, exploring whatever we could, riding our bikes all over the neighborhood. We made friends everywhere we went. So, yeah, cool. it was cool coming up on the north side. Um, let's talk about let's talk about your home for a bit because there was a little bit of history behind it that you told me before. Uh, that I think you said. Uh, that it was made like in the 1800s. Oh yeah, the house I grew up in. Yeah, okay, you took the actual house. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. That actual house was made in like 1883 or two by uh, I just always know him Mr. Robinson, but I never met the man or the woman of the my grandparents purchased the house for him. But when they would tell me stories about it, they was like, "Well, the house was built in 1882." Mm-hmm. That whole part of the north side where I grew up, like College Hill, Fairground. Anything surrounding the water tower, that's old. That's what I call I call it old St. Louis. Okay. Because if you tear up the concrete, it's just all cobblestone roads. It's like the early, like when it was like the Victorian ages and stuff, even towards the hill that overlooks um, Hall Street going towards the river, those houses on those hills sitting back there are really old Victorian-style houses that have been around for hundreds of years so yeah. far. So... Yeah, that's old St. Louis. Um, it's got history. Yeah. Uh, I think one part of that that neighborhood, not college, maybe College Hill or maybe the Penrose neighborhood had a stronghold for uh, Black Panthers at one point. Yeah, it's a lot of cool history, though, to learn about it. But Could you see yourself right now? Because we're going to talk about, later on we're going to talk about you getting out of there. But yeah. could you see yourself right now? Like, just, like, if you were living there right now, do you think you'd be able to survive? I guess is what I'm trying to get at. As if I had never left or if I was just living there just like I moved back and I lived there? Either or. If I had a never left, be honest with you, people who know me now wouldn't have never knew me. Um, If it, if I had never left Linden Avenue, I, I feel like I would have definitely been on the path less travel but the path to like a lot of self-destruction and chaos jail sentences drug dealing gang banging because i was already kind of headed in that direction but my dad if it wasn't for my father Mm -hmm. who always constantly said even if you don't care i'm not gonna let you die a statistic um if it wasn't for him taking snatching me up when he snatched me up yeah, I would have been all up and through that shit going crazy because that was the way of life. When I was a kid growing up down there, when we got older, that's what it seemed like we wanted the most of. We wanted to be like the dope boys. I wanted the fast cars. I wanted the rims. I wanted the females. I wanted the money. I wanted the notoriety. And I felt the only way to get it was one of two ways. I either had to be a dope boy or I had to start robbing and killing people. To make people fear me. That's what we thought. But I found out that when I tried to jump off the porch, I jumped my ass back on. Cause I'm not I'm not I'm not made for that. You Yeah. I can't sell people poison. And I ain't putting down none of the guys that did it. Because I, I don't like to ju- I don't like to judge them type of people. Because I understand that in a place where scarcity exists, 
and no true teaching of what the world really is and no inspiration, little to no inspiration is shown on a day-to-day basis, I understand how they can fool the mind into falling into these traps, these situations, drug dealing, gang banging, killing one another. I get it, and I don't judge them for it, but I know for a fact that I never left. I would have definitely been incarcerated. I would have definitely either been dead, yeah, dead or in jail. Yeah. No other way. I would have. I don't know if I would have got out of it. I like to believe that the way things turned out for me still would have happened mm-hmm. some way. But then again, I know I would have had a rough time, a rough patch at some point. Yeah. Because my grandma, it was just my granddad who was raising me at that point. My grandmother had passed. My mom had passed. And my dad, he would come and see me as much as he could, but he couldn't keep an eye on me every day. Right. My granddad couldn't keep up with me. He was in his 60s, early late 60s, early 70s, and he was progressively getting sick. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's talk about your parents a little bit because one of the things that, that man, I'm not going to lie to you, man, I got a little emotional when I first heard this, when me and you first uh, became, uh, you know, brothers and all that. But talk about your relationship. You Talk about a little more about your relationship you had with your mom and – Talk about how much, you know, her unfortunate passing had um, impacted you. Uh, my mom was my best friend as a kid. Um, she whooped me when she was supposed to. She she reprimanded me. Like a parent, like I feel like some parents should, you know, they're going to punish you or reprimand you for acting out of line. Um, but regardless to the fact, my mom was my twin when I look in the mirror, I see my mother. When I look at old pictures, I see my mother, but I see myself. That's my mom. I am her, and she is me. Um, when she died um, initially, I took it hard as a kid because I knew I would never see her again. For amongst all the stuff I heard from people saying, when you pass, you will see her and all that, I knew I would never see my mother again. Um, I lost a part of my soul when that happened. And I always say I, my like the one of the biggest pieces of me died a long time ago with her. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just weird after that. As she after she died, you go from having a person that bathes you, feeds you, cleans you, you know, teaches you brought, every brought day, you brought you world. into this yeah. world, and then the connection is just severed. And now you kind of forced to navigate and trans, you know, uh, traverse this world without that person at a young age. And the only person I can look to for any type of female guidance after that was my grandmother, which wasn't bad. But when she passed, it was just the same situation all over again. So, um, yeah, my mother was my best friend, my twin. That's my. That's always gonna be my rider, her and my dad. But um, yeah, and your mom was. Unfortunately, murder, correct? Yeah. I don't know if this is appropriate for me to ask, but have you got, have you all figured out or found out who did it? Um, You know what? A rumor has started that it was one person who did it. And uh, we're not going to mention any names or anything like that. Yeah, I ain't going to say no yeah, names. Yeah. Because that person's dead now. He got murdered in jail. He got murdered in prison. Um. Yeah, prison ain't no joke, by the way. Yeah. For those of you who are... If you can avoid the penal yeah. system, penitentiary and all that in this, in this world, avoid mm-hmm. it, kid. Stay mm-hmm. far away from it. The streets is a myth. 
Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing fun about it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, he ultimately wound up getting murdered in prison. My dad had told me that what two years ago. Oh wow, I didn't know that. That, that person had wound up getting murdered in prison. Um. Wow. So you just found this out recently? Yeah. Oh, bro, I the, did not uh, know that. I didn't tell you that. You never told me that. Oh wow, I'm surprised I didn't tell you that. Uh. My friends in the neighborhood started talking about who had something to do with it, and uh, he disappeared from the block for, like, a long time. And I couldn't even remember his face at the time. So I ain't trip off of it, but I was like, at one point in my life, I was like, when I see him, I'm going to kill him. I'm, like, I'm going to kill him, or I'm going to catch his son, and I'm going to kill him. That was the mind I had, the mindset I had on my head. I'm like, he going to feel every ounce of pain he put me through. But uh, my 13th birthday, my dad drops me off, just bought me some new shoes. Uh, one of his uh, exes at the time, she she was like, she's been she had been in my life for years. She came in, dropped off like some cupcakes for my birthday and whatnot. I was happy, I was chilling, and then um, I walk outside, and my homeboy walk up to me, and he say, "You know Sean back on the block." Oops, I just said his name. So for anybody who <laughs> listened to this, I can't get sued. That man gone, man. Such and such back on the block. I said, okay. He's like, you in the game where you in the cut over there. He be over there every night selling whatever he doing. They know, he know he wrong. I it was weird because everything that was going on in the block the last like the last two days of him being over there, I didn't know he was over there. It was just random arguments between like other dealers on the block. It was just always it was seemed like they would always be arguing with some like shadow figure I couldn't see for some reason. And then, or they'd be riled up. They were just all riled up about something. And then my then my friend came. He's like, yeah, the dude that said kill your mom, he out, he over there. What you want to do? He's like, we can do that tonight. I was 13. He was probably like 14, 15. His little brother was down. He was my age. He was like, bro, we can get him tonight. We catch our first body. And we was going to be like super excited about it. But something like hit me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And was like, if you do that, you gonna be the same. You gonna be the same exact thing you gonna hate that you hated your whole entire since your mother's died. This like this new existence of you. Since that happened to you, you've hated that part of the world. I've always hated the killers and right. Any time I hear about a young woman dying, they got a kid and leave a kid behind. It breaks me. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I stopped literally in front of Miss Marie's house was on my next door neighbor and I'm just standing there and I'm he looking me in my eyes trying to see what my response gonna be but I zoned out and I'm in my head and I'm just listening to this thing saying this voice if you do this you gotta live with this every day yeah. of your life you're gonna be the exact same thing you hate you can't not you cannot do this you can't take somebody's life and then I looked at him I was like nah bro you know what we ain't gonna even do that yeah, it's it's it crazy. No point. It's crazy. There's no that point you, uh, in doing that. Yeah, it's really but crazy. they was ready. They yeah, was ready. Them that's the, crazy. My homies, they was ready. They was ready to catch a body, and that's why I tell young kids now. I be like, I know you think this is a soft thing. This this is like the cool thing to do, but it's not. Because the second you you take somebody off this earth, you got to live with that every single day. It will not go away. From you got to sleep with that. You gonna yep. sleep. You gonna go to sleep. Their face gonna be in your head. You never gonna forget that. So nah. Before I even stood over this man and could have shot this man how many times or ran down on him, 
I was like, I can't be the thing that I'm going to hate the most. And I always say that was when I think I started maturing mm-hmm. a little bit. I was like, I can't. I kind of, under after that day, though, I started seeing the, the hood different. Everything just changed. And I was just like, yeah. I, I'm on something else now. I can't really, this ain't for me. So, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, it's it, it it always it that just amazes me how um at thirteen you know you just had that you know mindset of like nah I can't do it because um you you know how these kids are nowadays yeah but I was uh, but I was never a tough kid you know mm-hmm. I was tough with my friends but I was never like tough as like individually yeah but um because I hated fighting I used to hate fighting my right. older cousins would try to like make me tough and I'd be crying and fighting back at the same time. <laughs> I ain't never ashamed to admit, bro, I'm not a tough guy. Like, I'm not some street gangster thug wannabe dude. Like, I'll fight if I have to. I got a gun now, so I might, I'm shooting your ass now. But uh, <laughs> I ain't fight with you. <laughs> I've never been like, uh, I can be in the streets and be tough. And sometimes I deal with this different side of me. Where, I'm like, I'll, like, I'll be going back and through my, like, you know what's crazy? This is the reason why I don't listen to, like, a lot of dirt and shit like that because yeah. I'll go back in my head we were talking, thinking about we were all the stuff that. that goes yeah. on and be like, yep. yeah, bro, I got to turn this off because that is not me, bro. Right, right. Like, I, I'm not that person, but I'm a, you, you can take the kid out the hood. You can't take the hood out the kid. Yeah. I'm always going to be That's a hood facts. baby. I'm a north side baby until the day I die. And I don't see nothing bad about the hood. I just see good people making bad decisions. Right. And that's how I view it. It's just, it's a lack. Wherever you play scarcity, Wherever you take any, you you force an inability upon people to learn anything else other than those neighborhoods, those few city blocks. You're going to always find a little piece of chaos somewhere within the the community. Something that's always going to tie them down to something. That's just how I look at the hood now. And I'm planning on doing more to make sure don't know other little black boys got to go through what I went through. Or no little black girls get killed again, but that's going to take time. But that's another story. It's just, yeah, my upbringing was kind of rough, but, uh. I, I feel like I want it for real for nothing. My grandma was spoiled. My granddad, not so much, but he, he took me away from the, the neighborhood a, a lot. Yeah. Took me up to the country and showed me our, our property that we owned up there. Um, my dad, he would take me out of town every now and then. I go see my family or we go to Chicago or something like that. My dad always made sure I knew that it was more to the world than just Linton Avenue. Right. I think with those teachings – that's what created the person I am today. Like, I'm, I didn't go to jail. I didn't go to prison. I didn't feel the need at some point to shoot up streets of drive-bys. I want to be involved with that. I just wanted, I want to see more of the world. Mm. I wanted more for myself with that because I had direction. So, man, first, yeah, just right off the bat, man, RIP to your mom. I remember the first time I saw a picture of, I think you posted a picture of her on Facebook on Mother's Day. Yeah. One, um, one year, man, she's a she was a beautiful uh, soul, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I really wish I could have met her. If you could say anything to her right now, uh, what would it be? Did I make you proud? Mm. Am I doing the right thing? Am I making you proud? I think you have, bro. That'd be the I, one I, thing I, I, I would ask her and my grandmother I, and my big brother. I can I can answer that for you easily. I I think you have. Cause it. it Boys could have turned out a way mm-hmm. different way. But yep. uh nah man, it's the north side, uh St. Louis, period, man. Any city. Yeah. 
You got to be careful in these areas. There's no such thing as a safe uh, environment nowadays. There really isn't. Yeah, it kind of started to seem that way, man, even for these kids. They go to school and just want to be kids. Yeah. Just want to go through their day, get school over with, and go home, play their game or whatever. But some of them go to school and don't make it back home. Mm-hmm. These idiots out here shooting guns. For no reason. For no dang on reason. Let's um, let's talk about your father a bit, which I am still surprised I haven't met him yet. Yeah, I don't always be around my uh dad and my stepmom like that. I said I'm gonna have to change that. I don't always go around my family a lot. I be like to myself more. Yeah. Than I thought I would be by this age. I thought this would have been different, but I'm working on it. I'm just like I'm still like introverted, and it's crazy. I be introverted to my family sometimes, but uh, my dad, my dad, he was a street kid. wasn't necessarily raised to be that way, but. He got into it early back in like the eighties. And he uh he did this thing. He did what he did in the streets. He wasn't like some super crazy shoot him up type person. No, he was more of a he's all my dad has always been about a dollar. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. My dad has always yeah. been about a dollar. He's always been great with math. He's always been about his money. And uh he's he's a hustler. That's who he's always been. He, I'm glad he changed that into legals, legal things right. later on. But uh, my dad has always been in my corner, though. What does he do now? He's an auditor. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's an auditor for. He's been an auditor for like what? Almost maybe like fifteen some years oh, okay. now. Oh, that's cool. Twenty years maybe for uh, Healthlink, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, that's what's up. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's uh he's doing his thing. He's riding around chilling, living his best life in his Audi. Yeah, doing I, his thing. Uh, I gotta give him credit, man, for how he. <laughs> yeah, I always tell I, people I give him credit for the yeah. way he handled the situation because right. he he showed you tough love, but he meant that you know as to yeah because he knew what was best for you after yeah, yeah after after your mom being passed in that away. environment yeah. Yeah. so long. But uh, yeah, if it wasn't for him, mm-hmm. a lot of people wouldn't know Darion Lashawn Strong. I don't think I think I would have been probably in the Evening World newspaper or something. You would have seen me some my name somewhere, but. <laughs> It probably wouldn't have been in a good place. Uh, yeah, for those who aren't familiar with the Evening World newspaper, they had some crazy yeah. ass shit on there, bro. Like this, the, the St. Louis gossip news page about all the hood shit that go on. If you've been in the gas station where they sell oh, it, bro, every, <laughs> bro, those used to sell like crazy. Because like always... the BP on Nor- in Normandy when I used to sell them, <laughs> bro. Every, they went, man. They were they'd be gone like before noon. I'm not even joking, bro. Everybody would look towards the evening world to just figure out like all the hood news and who shot who. They be, and, bro. They be interesting. Like, oh my god, I saw him. I know this dude. Like, yeah, yeah. like you look at a, it to see who got locked up because that's hilarious. how they would announce it, bro. That's hilarious. And to you me. see your partner in there just looking stupid, just locked up, breaking entering. Like you dumbass. But uh, yeah, my dad he always uh tried his best to shield me from a lot of that stuff. Here's the but, but he but the, like going back to that moment when I had that voice in my head. Yeah. Excuse me, y'all ain't hear that on air. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the determination to not do it though. Um, it came from him. We had that conversation. He was he always told me the truth about what really go on in the game and all that, and it scared me. So it's there, it turned me away from it because it was like, uh, if I got to look over my back every day because mm-hmm. people know I make this amount of money or I can't really trust my friends, why yeah. would I do it? 
Right. That's not what it's about. That's not what life's supposed to be about. You're supposed to be able to uh, trust. You know, your environment basically is supposed to be an environment of comfort and anything I believe that serves your mental well-being. And the way he broke down the game in the streets to me, it, it didn't sound like that was going to be something conducive for that. So me jumping off the porch, I jumped my ass right back on because I can't. I'm not. I'm not that type of person. I ain't made for that. Point blank. Period. If it wasn't for my dad, I would have been. My dad taking me away from the environment. Yeah, I probably would have found out the hard way that I wasn't made for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to my pops because he's always had my back no matter what. So it's always been. Yeah. Shout out to your pops, man. Uh, what was what would you say the biggest lesson, um, that you had ever received from him? Stop lying. Stop lying. Stop lying so much. Mm. I'm pretty sure all my friends are saying, yeah, he be lying. <laughs> he be lying still. All right, I lie when I don't be like, want to be bothered when I just want to have my little introverted moment. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing something right now. Sometimes. Lately, I ain't been doing that. <laughs> and like, if I'm just not feeling nothing, I'll be like, bro, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. Uh. But. But he's a uh, he's happily married too right now. Yeah, right? he's married to yeah. my stepmom. Shout out to my stepmom. That was like a second chance to have a mother. Yeah. If it wasn't for her nurturing side too, yeah, I probably wouldn't have calmed down as much as I've calmed down. I feel mm-hmm. she kind of delivered a little bit of calmness in my life too. So yeah. you two have a good relationship. Yeah. Okay. She just wishes I seen her more, which I'm working on. Yeah. I be just in my own little. I mean, world. just shoot, you're an adult. You know, got a good career, which we'll be talking about later on. Oh, careers. Career. Trying to make a career change. Yeah. Trying to get into this lane, man. Let me get a little bit of fame, well, some money. Somebody we'll, sign me. We'll get to that later on, but let's have a little fun, man, because that was a uh, that was really deep. Yeah. But um, we're gonna play a game kind of like what Drink Champs um does. We're gonna play a game called This or That. So Appreciate basically, it. I'm gonna give you about half of it is about you know just music, and the other half just random stuff that um I picked. Okay, cool. So, so you just gotta pick one or the other. The uh, first one I think you already answered, but um Nas or Tupac. Nas. Nas. Any specific reason? More relatable. Okay. Uh, DMX or Big L? Big L because you, I feel like I learned more in his rhymes. Through his rhymes, I learned a little bit more. He was a storyteller too. He gave me he got he had a really good insight. Yeah. So yeah. By the way, you got to first of all, RIP to both legends. RIP to both of them, man. Man, I saw that shocked me when DMX that. Granted, I mean, I knew he had his habits. And all that, but still, it was just yeah. like, I didn't expect to hear that. Yeah. You don't expect to hear it. You know what? I'm going to be honest. Like, I had hopes of him. I I thought it was, he didn't make a change in a way because I saw a video of him kind of like reconnecting with the son, which I'm surprised didn't get a lot of views because he did actually build a relationship back with his son because I remember I saw a video of them like just going out and like he was telling his son, um, you know, that he made him like proud and all that stuff. You know, they were, and all I can say is I was just blessed to see one of my all-time favorites performing a couple of years before he died. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my boy Antonio for that. Yeah, I'm still mad I didn't yeah. get to see DMX in concert, but. You uh, got it. You got to see that mural I went to when I went to New York. I saw, yeah, I saw DMX in, um, when I saw DMX, Pop Smokes, George Floyd's, and Big L's when I was in New York. Mirrors, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At first, when you said that for a second, I got lost. I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell did you see? DMX, Pop Smoke, and George Floyd in concert? No, oh, no, what no, the fuck? No, <laughs> no I was, I was, I was in a, no, I was in a Canarsie, which was Pop Smoke's hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was BK. Pretty dope. Yeah, it was dope. 
Shout out to Brooklyn. Man, R.I.P. to R.I.P. to those guys too, man. Okay. Shout out to New York. Period. I mess with New York. Bro. Yeah, we gotta go. Even though it's like some third world like dystopia. Yeah, in my mind. <laughs> I like New York. We we got what it. I be seeing. I think I like it there. I gotta show you around. We gotta. We definitely gotta. Definitely gotta go to New York. Yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh, Kendrick Lamar or Big Crit. Kendrick Lamar. That looked tough. That was tough because you've given me. It's like you're pairing these people well. So far, like these are really good pairs. Bro, I had it took me a couple of hours to do all this. Okay, yeah, that's why I'm not even gonna lie to you because it seems like because mine was more so. I'm just like going as I, I'm going from off of everything that I know about you and then what I know about your music. Yeah, go tell you, and that's the reason why I did it the way I did yours. You actually sat down and came up with this. Okay. Yeah, I did. Because, like, these are really well paired. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate that. And, like, because like, with Crit, I get, like, this old school vibe, southern country, sweet tea, lemonade, chilling in the shade, pimps and hoes. <laughs> I like that. Music thumping. Yeah, I'm laid back because I, like I love the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with Kendrick, I get this, like, L.A. Compton kid traversing this mad city. Okay. And becoming this figure this big figurehead right. in the city and that's what i got from him as he started as he, when he came out mm-hmm. um but yeah i would have to say kendrick on that because i felt we both gemini's one just felt a little bit more closer to kendrick when it came to music another but like i said i think i told you this on the when you when i talked about my life with you i think uh i think both of them are like the top five i normally listen to on a regular basis like they i got a lot of their projects on my playlist and they both got some Unfortunately, Big Crit is super underrated, which people don't give him enough respect for, which I think is a disgrace. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, you can't, I mean, me me personally, you can't go wrong with either one. I mean, Kendrick, to me, is a little bit higher. But um, I mean, Big Crit, he's dope as, he's dope as hell, too. So shout out to both of them. Um, I'm not sure if this one's a good pair, but uh, 21 Savage or Lil Baby. That's a decent pairing from Atlanta. Had you said little baby and G, that would have been a little tougher. But I think with this one, I'm gonna take uh, Savage. Mm. Granted, I like Baby a lot. I like his flow. I feel like he is one of the top artists, if not like the top three artists out of Atlanta right now for me. Mm-hmm. But. 21 is in that same listing too. I mess with 21 heavy, so I'm gonna take 21 on that. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, two of your favorites right now. Uh Drake or Future? Drake. Okay. Album wise. Trap music by T.I. Or Thug Motivation 101 by Jeezy. Trap music by T.I. Wow, that was easy. Because <laughs> you know. What was I playing when one of, early on when you met me in the car? Yeah. Trap music by T.I. <laughs> That was one of my favorite T.I. albums. That was one of my favorite albums of that, that 2003 period. Yeah. Next to Get Rich or Die Trying, it was trap music for both me. Both of them definitely top five. Yeah, top that. five, easy for both. But that, yeah. that trap music, 20 foes. Do you know, uh, you ain't, I'm, you're going to have to go to the XBC homecoming with me, Bobby. All right. Because when black people hear 20 foes, it ain't no bunch of dancing and going bro, crazy. In the South, I already know. Bro, that's I know they the, go off. That's that hit right there. I already know. <clears throat> But you can't go wrong with I mean Thug Motivation One One is a classic by G. Yeah, it's oh yeah, hell yeah. I, I, I personally call that the Get Richard I Trying of the South. 
that album. Yeah, I give it that. I give, I I would definitely give it that. that I comparison. mean that. I mean, I would probably pick trap music personally, but I mean, they both are pretty close to me. Pretty close. Because, yeah. I mean, Ti's got more of that. Ti's got more lyricism, obviously, than Jeezy. But at the same time, I feel like Jeezy had that really raw street aggression on that album. Ti, yeah, he got that grit about him, but Ti was more like a slick talking. Yeah. Type he, he had that swag. Uh, slick talking yeah, like swagged swag out going. more, yeah. more, more, more yep. so. And then Jeezy was straight. I'm like, I'm really out the mud. Like, I'm getting this shit out the mud. I mean, like, for real. So. Yeah. Because, yeah, he resonated with a lot of, lot of the dope boys I knew. Right. He really resonated with them. So, yeah. I understand it. Um, Thug Motivation was just something new. Yeah. It was refreshing. Like, Trapper Die, granted, that had came out. Like, Trapper Die 1 mm-hmm. had came out before that. But Thug Motivation, one of them was just something totally crazy. It took the right. streets by storm. Like, it's, I remember it just sweeping in when CD Man would come in. Have you seen a Jeezy live before? I know you. I know you. I know you saw Ti live, but have you seen? Jeezy? I feel like I have seen Jeezy in concert before. Because I saw him at the pageant a few years back, and he I, most of the songs he performed was actually off of uh, Thug Motivation One One. Mm. I mean, he performed some of his newer stuff too, but the majority of it was from uh, that album. Yeah, I feel like I've seen Jeezy in one of these Super Jam concerts. I went to, or maybe it was a Wayne concert. I feel like, yeah, I have to ask my cousin because he was always with me at the concerts. Okay. So I ain't too sure. Probably I probably have. Yeah. All right, another uh, album question. It was written by Nas or late registration by Kanye. It was written by Nas or late registration by Kanye. Yeah. Eh. Two of the greatest. Two two, gr- two good sophomore albums. Yeah. Two, two of my great two of my favorites. Albums. But I'm gonna take it was written. Why relatability number one? Yeah. Flow to storytelling three. Mm-hmm. It just composed all those three. They hit those three points for me really well, and that's why I'm taking it. Right. I'll never knock Kanye's early work. Yeah, never. Uh, label ran wise. Um, Aftermath or Young Money? Aftermath or Young Money. I'm going to take... See, on one hand, you got Aftermath that got more pivotal, like, mm-hmm. artists. And then they got Dre. Then you got Young Money. But Young Money, in my opinion, only had Tiger, Nicki Minaj, and Drake. You had Gutta Gutta. You got Mac Main. You had uh, that one dude from New York that rap. I forgot his name. Jason. He was on one of these songs I listened to recently. Um. Other than that, honestly, I'm gonna take aftermath. Okay. Aftermath, you know, they introduced you, uh, introduced us to the game, who gave us uh, the documentary. Um, hell, M M himself, just being a part of that. That's uh, that was pretty big. It's a lot of hits coming from aftermath. But yeah, I'm gonna take aftermath on that one. Okay. Because they were really a big part of my my childhood when it comes to music. So um, yeah, that's what's up. Uh, this is just strictly production wise. Um, Dr. Dre or Kanye? Kanye. Ooh. Kanye. That was a, that was tough. I didn't. That I'll take Kanye because Kanye produced. A lot of the artists I liked 
that I listen to much more than I li- I did like a lot of West Coast artists. But his his some of his credits though to like some of Cameron's early stuff, I I mess with that tough uh, Jay Z's. Uh, I can't think of which damn song them them was. It was a couple songs. Watch the Throne itself though was pretty good production wise. Um, I didn't really like Yeezus, but uh, what was it? Pablo. The life of Pablo. The life of Pablo. Yeah. I like that. That was really good. Um, it's a lot of more. It's a, it's so many credits he got that I like. I just hard. I'm having a hard time recalling a lot of them. I used to notice like the back of my hand too. Like I know. Uh, Kanye. Like I know on like the blueprint. Like I know he produced half the album. Like uh, like um. I can't think if it was that. Well, it, it was take over. It was take over. It was take over. Yeah, as though yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Song Cry, I think was another one. Oh, I forgot about Song Cry. So yeah, I'm taking Cry. Kanye. Oh, okay. Because I'll be randomly feeling the need to play that song. Drake didn't really do that song justice, though. People liked it when he came out with his little version of using it or whatever. How he did it, I feel like J Cole could have did better. Yeah, I agree. J Cole, because I, I listened to Dead Presidents J Cole verse like last week, mm-hmm. and I listened to Jay's Dead Presidents. And I'm like, yeah, I couldn't see Drake making a real fly ver. I can see him making a fly version to that, but it really won't be talking about shit. Right. So. It would just be like a hit. Yeah. Yeah, just for fun. Man, before I ask you these two, I'm going to say RIP to both of them. Two talented artists that we lost, unfortunately. But um, Is it going to be Nipsey Hussle somewhere in this? Yeah, Nipsey Hussle or Young Dolph. Shit! Bobby! Hey, you have to give me credit. Like, <laughs> you gotta give me credit. And then you picking people that like I was like I specifically like genuinely like yeah both of these people. Um, Dolph, cause I went to school right outside of Memphis. Like when Dolph got on, preach. When I heard that come out, so you, you and know. I had just caught on him then. He had been going before then. Wait, so you got Dolph? You still on this one? No, I'm uh, uh I'm okay, just okay, recounting okay. like memories right, of like right. when they music was you. Okay, yeah when his music dropped you. and I had first heard him. Um, Nipsey, I caught on to Nipsey when I was a kid, but I didn't listen to him. Mm-hmm. I think I just had heard about him because he had sold his uh album, his mixtape or whatever for like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, a hundred dollars a piece, and he made a hundred thousand dollars. I thought that was a dope independently. But see, the thing is, I'm gonna take Nip. The reason why because I didn't go for him at right automatically because of the music. That was great and all at first, but it was more so him being a pivotal character in his own neighborhood. Right, it was right. just the way he was conducting himself that attracted me to him as a person and all he did yeah. music and everything else later. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I really like what he's doing. So, yeah, I'm going to take Nip with that one. Okay. RP Flipper, though. Yeah, facts. Um, eight Ball and MJ. Yeah, Eight Ball and MJG or UGK. <sighs> Nine little mill- nine millimeter boys, eight ball MJG. That's what's up. Yeah, I respect that. Damn, I ain't said I picked them because mm-hmm. I'm taking UGK. Oh, okay. You taking UGK, but that's a tough one because them two, them are really two great duos. <sighs> two great Man. duos. Damn, I'm glad you ain't giving me a UGK Outcast because. No, I, I think I think I know who you would have picked on that one. I think that I was gonna give you that one, but I'm like that might be a little too easy. Yeah, that was definitely gonna be Outcast, yeah. but. UGK. I think yeah, I think you asked me that one too, actually. Perfect pairing. Mm-hmm. Cause they uh 
played off of each other, and it, it just, I don't know, it was just, it went together really, really well. They they mixed together really, really well. You got yeah. Pimpsy, who's in your face, and then you got Bun B, who's more laid back, chill. Mm-hmm. And I really liked how they paired with Jeezy and Zero on, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. what was that song? I know you're talking about, bro. I don't know what I forgot. Throws. Oh, okay. Throws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That was my song. Like I gotta play that after this episode is over because that was my jam for a while. But if you go to like UGK riding dirty, and then you got murder, that's my song. Talking about a murder, yep. nigga. I was Pimp man, C, bitch. riding dirty. But what the fuck is get, up? Oh, I, gotta that's my vi- shit. I gotta get some vinyls of UGK because I don't think I have. I don't have any at all. But yeah, I was listening to riding dirty, and I was just listening to um. I think it was just I think it was called Underground Kings, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, I heard Riding Dirty when I got a little bit older though, because my dad was playing it one day. Mm-hmm. One morning he had me hop in the truck with him. We was going somewhere to get something. And we was just playing and riding into the music the yeah. whole day. So you got UGK on that one? Yeah, I got, I'm gonna take UGK on that one. Okay. Um, let's see. That was the last music one. We're about a little over halfway level halfway done. You, you cool about keep going? That's fine. Okay. Um the Breakfast Club or Drink Champs? I'm always a diehard Breakfast Club fan because I'm a fan of Charlemagne the God. Mm-hmm. And people, shut up. I'm just going to say that right now. Everybody shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can hear the everybody and birds chirping. Charlemagne, I don't care. I still think like he's one of my favorite like on air DJs, disc jockeys. He's entertainers. He's really bold and honest. Like that's exactly what, that's that, what that, made that, me like him. Me I mean, I don't agree with like everything he says, but True. I, I do respect his opinion on a lot of things. Exactly. Yeah, because he wasn't afraid to be honest, and that was the one thing I liked about him. Um, but I'm gonna take Drink Champs because I'm a Nori fan. One, but I feel like what they deliver is epic hilariousness because. Nori cut people off no matter who it is. Right. Diddy was talking. He was, let's get over Diddy. Let's get over Diddy. Right, clap, right, clap, yeah, clap. yeah, clap. Yeah, have yeah. you clapping and smoking one blood and then passing it to the wrong person, drinking drunk. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if Jay-Z was there, that's the only conversation where he going to be quiet. I agree. The whole fucking time. You know what? I could, I could say, what about, imagine if M was on there. And M. Because. That will be big. Yeah, I mean, because I know if you interrupt M. He will. I feel like that'll be a big thing. Did they have Dr. Dre on already? I don't know if they had Dr. Dre, bro. I think the biggest guest I think I've seen on there had to be. I know Kanye was a big guest on their part, even though, but that was a disappointing episode. I know he's been on there a couple times. DMX was huge. Yeah, they had DMX twice. Yeah. Who else they um who else they had that was pretty big? I mean, they just had Jeezy on there. Um That was that that was a good episode. I'm surprised you haven't watched that one. I can't remember. I know they had. I feel like they had Boosie. Yeah, they did. They had yeah. Boosie. They had. Uh, they just had Benny the Butcher not too long ago. I've watched these and I can't believe I don't remember who they had. They had Nas. I know that. They had Nas. I feel like Nas was one of the early ones. Oh, am I tripping? I have no idea, bro. I have to go back and look at it because when it was just like a podcast before they started doing like the video footage to it. Oh, okay. I was listening to them then, but uh, yeah. They've had a lot of Busta Rhymes. That was a cool one. Mm. Um, oh, they had Cam on there, too. Yeah, Cam. I that saw was, that, that one. That was a nice one. They had Fab on there. Fab, but Diddy coming there being all sassy. Oh, my God. Calling that man daddy. That was embarrassing. 
Fifty Cent. That was one of the good ones. Have I seen? I don't think I've seen yeah, that one. Yeah, they had Fifty on there. Okay. Because he specifically was talking about Diddy. <laughs> In one of them, but um, I thought that was pretty cool. I sure that wasn't the breakfast. I sure that wasn't the Breakfast Club. Am I tripping on it? I don't know no more, Be- bro. Because I think that was on the Breakfast Club. I know he said it on the Breakfast Club, but I don't, I don't, I don't know, know about drink. Pull this up. I don't know about Drink Champs though. I don't remember that. Cause I, I feel like they had one with Fifty on there, bro. Where am I playing? Uh, because I remember, I remember on one clip when the when the Breakfast Club interviewed Diddy. I know they were talking about Fifty Cent on there, but I don't know. Cause now I'm getting mixed up too. They just had uh, Bobby Smurda and Rowdy Rebel. Mm. They had Shaq, Boosie. I see the one for Jeezy. Did they do Dave Chappelle? I feel like that's the actual one that I might have right. I know I did like the one they did with Quavo and Takeoff though. Yeah, I didn't see that one yet. I don't know if I want to right. I don't know if I'm ready to see that one right now. I think I can watch it now. It's been a month already, man, since Takeoff passed away. Isn't that crazy? Hell yeah. It was crazy to hear you even, uh. But yeah, so. I'm sorry, did you pick already? Yeah, I'm going to take Drink Champs over the Breakfast Club. Okay. They did the job on Eric Gotti thing, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> man. Yeah, we're almost done. We got a few more. Oh, they did our favorite person of all, Bobby. DJ Khaled. Yeah, we they saw that one, yeah. I didn't see that one, but. Can somebody out there tell me what the hell B2K stood for? I know I'm not the only one that don't know. Wait, that. The group. I know that's random, but I was in the shower yesterday and I thought about that. <laughs> oh, my. I was like, did, did B2K name have a meaning? Was it like 2K because 2000, boys 2000? I don't know. I have no idea, bro. Somebody got to tell me because it's wrecking my brain. Bro, you know how you know what I just thought of, too, when we're talking about, um, now that we're talking about all these artists that were talented and, like, you know that episode of Tragic Elves we did, like, a yeah. few weeks ago? You know who's an artist that died that we didn't talk about at all? Um, Coolio. Oh, dang. We, we did skip over Coolio. He had just Coolio, passed. Bro. Yeah. Man, RIP to Coolio. Wait, when Coolio died, didn't somebody else die? Or was that takeoff? Well, that was it was takeoff. Aaron Carter died. Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter died, and there was somebody. It was did we mention somebody else? I feel like it was somebody else that passed. Uh no, but yeah, we just have to go oh, back. No, my and brain. Listen. We just have to go back and listen. But no, we're almost done with these. Let's, let's get back to it. R.I.P. Aaron Carter. Yeah, R.I.P. Man. I want candy. Dun, 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 oh dun, my god, man! In childhood when we candy. heard that, boy, that had me in the house just pop locking. Like, oh, white boy got some heat. Hey. <laughs> 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 All right, um, southern or west coast hip hop? Southern. Mm-hmm. Southern playlistic. I, lo- that's, I listen to that the most. Too. I forgot the rest of that that fast. <laughs> Because that's my that's always gonna right, be my. This love. is just this is just off the top random too. These next few ones. All yeah, right, we got about six more. Cool. Um, steak or chicken? Steak or chicken? I get enough chicken, so steak. Okay. Health wise, chicken, but yeah, steak all day. That's what's up. Um, short or tall women? I like both. I ain't never really had like a tall girl before. 
I don't know why I feel like I would do well with a taller woman. Maybe because she'll keep me in check a little bit. <laughs> in, in what way? <laughs> I don't know. But we'll find out one day. So tall women. So if one of you tall, yeah, tall women. Oh, okay. So if one of you tall women ever want to go on a date, holler at me. Oh, man. Yeah, he'll be your favorite fat boyfriend, let me tell you. I might not be fat by then, by next year. I know, know you want to get skinny like Wiz Khalifa. I'm trying to get like Wiz, y'all. Right. I think I can do it. Adidas or Nike? Man, like Drake said. <laughs> nah, uh, <laughs> Nike. This was just off the top. Don't ask Nike. me why. I'm always a bit of Nike kid. Yeah. I've never really had like a lot of Adidas other than like shell toes and some uh, Samoas. Because I was trying to be like, I, I thought I was from Memphis. I was trying to dress like my partners from Memphis and them. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out too well for me. I washed my 501 jeans and they came out retarded. So, yeah. They ended after like two days. So, yep. Nike. Okay. Nike, just you here. Then most of the stuff I own is Nike. So, yeah. All right. Strawberries or pineapple? Strawberries. Okay. Um, Target or Walmart? Target. Target. All right. Last but not least, loyalty or respect? I feel like you can't have loyalty without respect, so I'm gonna take respect. Okay. Because if you you gonna be loyal to somebody you don't respect, if I'm loyal to you, I respect you. I respect you, mm-hmm. and I probably had the respect before you before you gained my loyalty. So, yeah, I'm gonna take respect on that. That's what's up. Yeah, man, that was sh- man, that was deep. Um, that was really good. Let's um, let's talk about. Growing up um, in the educational system a little bit, because I know you did a lot of uh, moving, you know, moving to different schools, if I'm correct. Um, I ain't do too much, really. Um, I started out in the city schools. I, uh, I went to Lowell Elementary. That was like right down the street from where I grew up. Then my mom decided, because like I said, my mom was book smart. She decided she wanted me to go somewhere that wasn't an inner city school, something that she felt would have me a little bit more focused. So I wound up getting transferred out to Parkway School District. So I went to Parkway. I went to Highcroft Ridge Elementary. Then I went from Highcroft Ridge to Henry Elementary. I forget the real reason why, but I guess they said I was out of the too far out of the district to be going to Highcroft. I don't know, I guess. Um, this, was, they, this was all like... Was this all on the north side, or was it, like, more in the county? Um, This is when I started going to, like, Parkway. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is okay. Parkway School. Okay, okay. I went to Highcroft, Henry, then Parkway West Middle. Shout out to the Longhorns. And then Parkway West High for the first half of my freshman year. Then I moved with my dad, and I wound up going to Hazelwood East. Hey! And that wasn't a good... How was your experience Ooh. at Hazelwood East? Back then, Hazelwood East had the lowest test scores in, I think, next to Riverview Garden, who had the lowest test scores, I think, coming out of, I don't know if it was out of the state or out of St. Louis County and city, but Hazelwood had one of the lowest testing scores as far as the districts go. Hazelwood East had was a school that was the problem school, and uh, when I got there my first day, I seen some big tall dude knock the principal out. So, yeah. You're joking. Nope. Cracked that man right in front of me. I was just walking. I was like, oh, you know what? I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I Give me back to the white people. I had Middle Eastern friends before I came here. I had a Chinese friend. Put me back where I was at because this is not it. These N-words is running around crazy. Monkeys. I'm just playing. 
I love my black people. I'll never refer to us as monkeys. Except for my cousin who looked like a monkey. He know who he is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, they was wilding. Like, it wasn't just the black kids. Like, some of the little sprinkled out white kids that was going to East, boy, they was tweaked out and wilding. I was like, then you got, like, the nerdy emo girls who I thought was kind of cute. And then I'm not even going to get into all my perverted other reasons I like them now, but whatever. He, is Hazelwood East pretty diverse or not real, Not quite? All right, so this is how it goes in this cast system with Hazelwood School yeah. Districts. Okay. Hazelwood East was more so your kids who, your black kids who had inner city ties. Cause they family probably stayed in the county. Well, cause like, and they was coming from the city. Well, let, let me, sorry, let me cut you off. But like, there's this thing. Cause like my mom, my mother was, uh, I think she, I always get what's cause she graduated from the Hazelwood um, school district. She graduated from, I always get these two mixed. It was either Hazelwood West or Hazelwood central. It was probably West. I want to say it was West too, because I keep hearing different things about like the Hazelwood school district now, but I feel like Hazelwood East was like a different world. Earlier on, back yeah. in the day, day, but way, way before I even went there, way before my oldest cousin Giovanna went there, Hazelwood East was a white and black school. Mm-hmm. Then, as time went on, and I learned this because I went through all like the school's uh, yearbooks from way, way back in the day, all up to like the time I was there. It, by the time my cousin got there, it was more black, and then you had some white kids. And then that's when kind of like I would say this kind of happened. You kind of had a, like a little period at that time, like the 80s through the 90s, a white flight from this part of the county where white people were moving further out west yeah. to Baldwin, Chesterfield, Manchester, Ellisville. Uh, so you had more blacks who were working coming in, moving into these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And um, it became a predominantly black school, basically. So by the time I got there, it was what, about like ninety five percent black, and then um, Hazelwood Central is more diverse. You got a little bit more white, still got a lot of black students, but you got a little bit more Hispanic kids, mm-hmm. and maybe a few Middle Eastern kids, but more Hispanic black in that school with a little bit of white kids. Then you go to Hazelwood West which had predominantly white, Middle Eastern, some Asian kids, <clears throat> and then uh, very little black kids. Not like, a lot of black kids. That's still like West. that right now, for the most part? I don't know how it is now. Oh, okay. But, uh... Now, did, now, did you graduate um, with honors when you were in high school? Um, no, I didn't. My, I, I, I just left out there with a 3-0. That was it. Okay. I graduated with honors when I got to college, though. Yeah, let's talk about your college experience. I know you talked about that a little bit on your first episode. Uh, college was fun. I did a lot of stupid stuff, which was fun. Like we all do. Um, I met my like my lifelong friends there. I feel like Evan and Michael. I met them there. Didi, Jamie, a lot of people I came across. That's where I got the name Yogi from. Um. College was, see, school with me was like this. Was I ever, like, necessarily excited to go to school because I like to learn? Nah, not necessarily. I like to learn about the things I like to learn about, like physics and genetics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I like that side of science. Yeah. Chemistry and biology, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Math, hell no. But math got easy 
when I got to college. Except for discretionary math. So if anybody out there is a comp sci major, like I was, oh my God, you know discrete mathematics sucks. Ain't no numbers at all. Just theory. This is nothing but theory. Uh, college was fun. If you take classes out of it, college was super duper like funny at moments. Had his rough times. Yeah, of course. I tried pledging for a while, then I was like, nah, I'm just going to pay my way into this organization. <laughs> yeah, were you um, were you ever in like any organizations? Um, um, Phi Beta Lambda. Okay. The business fraternity that I was in, that, that was Phi Beta Lambda. Um, and I, I'm assuming high school you weren't? Nah, you were, okay. high school I just kept it regular, degular. Um, I was just trying to graduate and get the hell out. I got you. Amazing at that point. Um, let me see. I did a lot of goofy stuff in college. I mean, but then they got, I did a lot of cool things. Uh, I was the NAACP collegiate pre- chapter president for my school's chapter in NAACP. So I was running that little office for a little minute. That happened on accident because some dude named Barry uh, didn't want to run like a little biatch. And he could have ran for that schizit and that. I didn't want to do it. If it, if I'm going to lead black people out of a revolution, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I'm going to lead us. It's going to be a little bit of violence involved. Okay. It's going to be, a, it's going to be some, it's going to be a little war possibly. I'm going to I'm going to lead us with an iron fist. <laughs> all right. I'm not doing all this marching and kumbaya. No, but they didn't want to hear none of that. So I, whatever, I just stayed around a, it looked good on my resume. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't know. I, looking back at it now, I had an opportunity to change a lot of things for real, for real. But I, I wasn't taking that stuff seriously, man. I was. I don't know what my mind was on. My mind definitely wasn't on taking that serious at the point in time. I can tell you that because I had led, I got led by like a lot of old people who had beefs in these offices, like mayor. I got tied up in a whole situation with the mayor and the caring guy that was running in the mayor candidate, Doctor Harrell Carter. And somebody else, and he had some guy that was on his team who didn't like him and was like, look here, you a young man. You got to be 30 to run for mayor here. He tried to get me to run for mayor. I had looked him in the face and said, sir, do you know what I would do if I run for a position in high office like this? You don't want me being the mayor of this nice, quiet, quaint town. I'm going to turn this city out. It's going to be women walking through here butt naked on Tuesdays. It's going to be problems in this city. But, no, nah, I, I wasn't taking it serious. So I just told him, nah, look, thank you for the opportunity to even even considering me to groom me to being a mayoral candidate or whatever. But I'm not – that's not who I am. I'm not a politic guy. I don't really like politics at all. If it wasn't for, like, the safety and sanity of some people, I probably wouldn't even vote at all. I just voted in our past little local elections and all that. I don't. I just voted to make marijuana legalized. That was the only reason why I went. I'm not even gonna lie to you because I'm sick of politicians. Um, yeah, man. Um, college taught me a lot, though. It taught me to actually be who you say you are, not just to seem it. Which is in tandem with our college's uh, mm. uh, 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 motto. Um, it's a non videri, which is, I think is like Latin for to be, but not to seem. So you need to actually be that. You shouldn't just seem. You need to be who you say you are, not just 
portray yeah. this image. You actually need to encompass all of those things, those great qualities. Sure. But don't get me wrong, I love being a part of HB, being an HBCU student. Sometimes I think I would enjoy going to a bigger school, like a bigger HBCU or even a PWI. I think I think because I get be. along with everybody, but yeah. Sorry, not mean to interrupt, but I think at one point, were you considering going to um, Mizzou? Yeah, I was gonna leave and get transfer and go to Mizzou because I had the opportunity to get into Mizzou again. But I'm glad I didn't go because I had started making friends at that point who we still tied in to this day. So yeah, that's what's up. What was the funniest? Because you said you had a lot of funny moments. The funniest and, and, moment. Yeah, what was the funniest like moment or story? Oh my god! So one day, right? They like we finna have this talent show. I say okay, bet we finna have this talent show. So the school does decide to go do this talent show our freshman year. So freshman boys, everybody trying to show off, and the first three acts, I knew it was just finna be some shit. It was just gonna be over the whole night. Cause one dude got up there and started belly rolling and trying to sexy dance, and then one dude get up there and rap and said, "I'm a rap." And he tried to pull a female out the crowd like he was Drake or some shit. And he pulls out the crowd and tried to sit on her lap. And they was like, no, we're not doing that. But this whole day, like whole time before while they were scouting out talent, I wanted to host it. But they wouldn't let me host it. <laughs> so I said, All right, I'll be on the sidelines doing whatever, judging or whatever the case may be. I'll just be in the audience. I was in the audience just chilling. And I'm like, they should just let me do this. And then I'm looking at... The uh, we kind of talked up one of these guys to be in the talent show, but he said he was gonna crump because he was he's supposed to be a really good crumper, so you know what crumping is, right? Mm -hmm. So he was supposed to be doing crumping. Man, Johnny is his name from Florida. That should just say enough right there. Florida man, Johnny from Florida, should just let you know, and he was Haitian. Should just shout out to my Zoes. Should just let you know that 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 right there, that the little description right there, should give you every piece of information you should need from me about this situation. So this man says, "I'm a crump." All right. Oh he got God. one of the homeboys. Uh, we called him Jackhammer. <laughs> Hold on, I forgot about this part. His name's <laughs> Anthony. Shout out to Anthony, aka Jackhammer. But this is the reason why. It's a very inappropriate reason why they called him Jackhammer. So we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> but Anthony's supposed to be his uh, DJ. All right. So they get the seat on set and get the set, the little set set up, do whatever they do. Dude get to walking up the stairs like he about to uh, start dancing or whatever. But before the music could really like get to a point where you could hear it coming on, when it hit finally, all I hear is Maxwell's. This woman's worth. And if you know how that R&B song starts out, it's this high-pitched set of notes that he hits in the beginning. And this guy gets the interpretive dancing like he's a dove and just starts doing all his things with his arms and waving his arms around. I see four heads turn and look at me. I turn the other way. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do with that boy being up there. He did that on his own. We said crumping. He did that. I'm leaving. I ain't got time for this. So after that, I just stayed away from the. I tried my best to stay away from the talent shows until Michael and my friends started doing poetry slams and decided that one day 
we just gonna let somebody else get on stage <clears throat> at a poetry slam and say what the hell he want to say. Sorry. Are you good, man? Just know. I need some water. Oh, you good. Take your time. Just know that HBCU. <coughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I got you. I'll be back. Oh, my God. I cannot get this out. Because now I'm recalling this stupid stuff. And this is... (coughs) This is hilarious. To me, anyways. So they decided that they was going to do a poetry slam. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. Michael still working on his craft at the time. Carlin, a.k.a. Savvy, who I was talking about earlier, he's really good at poetry, writing, rapping, and all that, right? So they do a little cypher or whatever. Mike's not involved in the cypher. He's going to be in the poetry slam portion. I decided not to show because they told this guy named Sean that he could be on stage doing poetry. So I get bored. I creep over. Anyway, I said, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be a part of this the whole way. Creep over just to listen to a little bit. Before I can hit the door, I see Sean on stage, drunk a little bit, <laughs> looks directly me in my face, and gets to throwing his poetry. Three seconds after that, the next couple lines he hit <laughs> is something about a girl naked in her yellow thong. And all you see is the faculty just go, no, cut it, cut it, cut it. I'm like, boy, you know what? This is the last time I'm doing any event for this school. Because everybody nasty. Everybody want to do some nasty dancing. No. No. Nah. <laughs> this, per- this is for real? Yes. Then we had this one girl come on stage trying to sing Beyonce, One Plus One or whatever that song was. Oh, my God. I actually said One Plus One was three. She must have been drunk, too. I don't know what the hell was going on. It was a pariah of hilariousness when it came to, like, HBCU talent shows because you had people who could actually sing and dance and stuff like that. And then you had those on there who friends hyped them up and gassed them up. And I was just like, yeah, you should never listen to your friend. You need some work to do. You need to do some work. But college was cool, man. College was mm-hmm. kind of, it was really, really fun. Um, and Met you, a lot of cool people. Yeah, and you obviously, of course, you graduated. And uh, was it computer science or computer engineering? I always get those two mixed computer up. Computer science. Computer science. And what made you want to take that route? Um, Long version, made short. I originally started out at Lane College as a uh, as an engineering major, going there to get my math minor, or get my math major actually, and get my math major, and then I was going. They had this program in conjunction with Tennessee State, where I would leave after my first year, my first two years at Lane, graduate with uh, get matriculate out with my uh, 
major in math, then go to TSU for two years, get my civil engineering, my major, and then I have a dual degree. Um, but they lost that program. Lost mm. the funding for that program my sophomore year. And I didn't know what else to do. And my, I was thinking about going to biology, taking the biology route to go to school. I, I kind of wanted to go to medical school. I was like, I'm going to go to medical school and I'm going to become like a neurologist or something. Because if I picked yeah. anything inside of science and doctoring in the medical field, I would have did like brain research and neurology because that was my type of thing. Um, I would have did that. Um, but my dad was like, why would you do that? You know, that ain't something you really fully been invested in your whole time. You didn't start out with that. You always been good with computers and gaming systems and all that. So I was like, well, you ain't lying. So I just went ahead and dived into computer science. Yeah, and obviously, like you said earlier, you graduated with honors. Would you say that was after you coming, you know, getting out of the hood, you know, growing up in the hood, being raised in the hood for the first 13 years of your life, would you say that was the biggest accomplishment of your life at the time? Definitely, yeah. At the time, that was the biggest accomplishment of my life. I feel like I owe my mother that. Yeah, I owe her that, cause uh, she ain't dying, man. Regardless to how it went, yeah, mm-hmm. I owed her the you know that to see her son from wherever she is to just yeah see me actually achieve something like that, cause like I said, life could have went a totally different way for me, right? But it didn't, so I'm thankful. Now we we the first, I guess, um, child in your family to, or the first. Yeah, or like I should say, the first member of your family to graduate from college. No, actually, no. My uh, aunt and I had a cousin. I had a couple cousins that uh, on my dad's side, I'm probably like the third. Okay. But on my mom's, my biological mother's side, I'm probably like the fourth or fifth or sixth. I might be tied with a bunch of mother cousins as like the sixth mm-hmm. generation to graduate from college. So yeah. No, that's what's up, though, man. I mean, nowadays. I'm not trying to, I don't mean to sound like I'm not trying to be racial or anything, but like, I feel like, you know, I feel like you're a representation of the black community because, you know, nowadays, there are unfortunately a lot of, you know, black um, students aren't getting the proper education. And nowadays, <clears throat> I feel like, if that, if that makes sense. I feel like it's always been that way, but it ain't even just black kids. I, feel... I mean, no, no, I'm just saying like people like who grew up in, you know, in, po- oh, well, in yeah, poverty yeah, and stuff like that, but I feel like... Yeah. But I feel like, well, I mean, of course, you know, there's people of all races who are in the hood. It's not just black people. You know, there's Mexicans, there's even some white people. Yeah. Even though it's a smaller population. But regardless of that, I feel like you're like, you know, I feel like you're, you know, a perfect representation of that. And, you know, hence why we call it the Hustle City Podcast, you know, just to keep going, you know, in a positive route. And I, like I said, uh, I told you this many times, like, you're just a prime example of that. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I don't always see it that way. I just be like, yeah. bro, I'm regular, regular Darion, bro. I feel like I ain't nothing too. Sp- it wasn't nothing too special, but I did have a. Uh, when I do take a look at my life, I do be like, I I did have those people in my corner that I know a lot of my friends didn't have. Like, i.e., my dad, the type of father I had, my grandfather, my grandmother, um, around to instill certain values in me to um, that ultimately have shaped me in a way. Yeah. I feel like uh, right now, a lot of the work I got to do, if I am doing any work, is just all a part of just me changing myself for me. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but basis level, yeah, my parents, my grandfather, my dad, 
the all the teachers I've gained. So, no, I know your sorry, I mean, cut you off. I know your grandmother had unfortunately passed, but is your grandfather still around? Or? Um, no, my granddad uh, actually passed the year I graduated from high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he saw you graduate from high school. Right? No, he didn't. Oh, get he didn't? He had oh, passed wow. like right before I was about to graduate. So. saw you graduate. Nah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Man. But, um, but I know all of them, man. Like, they're obviously in a better place. Well, I take that back. I just lied to you. Wait a minute. My Wait. grandmother did. My dad's mom did. Okay, yeah. See that I graduated. So, yeah, my oh, grandparents okay, okay. did. Cause, oh, okay, okay. Because I thought somebody. Uh, I, I thought yeah, somebody my dad's did. mother okay. did, but I was just thinking about my mom's mom. Oh, you're my good. Mom's parents. No. no, you're good, man. Uh, so I guess to wrap this up, because man, I didn't expect to talk about this for a minute. But um, I yeah. think we encroached on like almost three hours, Are you or two hours. It feels like two hours. And if it's two hours, about two hours. Okay, man. Um, I didn't expect to go this long. I thought it was gonna be about an hour and a half, to be honest. But I guess to wrap up this episode, what like if you went back to the hood, right, to try to, which I hope we can do this. You know, go to the hood one day and just encourage the youth to achieve their dreams like you did what is like the biggest piece of advice you could give to the youth who are trying to make it out there but they're just really struggling because of the circumstances that they're in um one piece of advice that i always said i would give is um I hate to copy off of Nipsey Hussle, but this is what I've always said coincided with exactly what he said. Oh, he said good. it in a more simpler, profound way. It's mm-hmm. not on you, it's in you. Yeah. Um You it's in you. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You can get through you can you can definitely get to where you want to go. But it's up to you how much will you're gonna you you're gonna put forth, willpower you're gonna put forth to get what you want. Definitely, um, it's always possible. Anything is possible. I would definitely tell young kids anything is possible. Don't let I don't care what shade your skin is. I don't care where you come from. I don't care how many white people tell you you can't. Mm-hmm. I don't care who black or whatever white black or anybody tell you you can't do it. You can do it. You you can definitely do it. You just gotta want to do this though. Yeah. You have to really want to do it. You have to want the change for yourself. You want the you can't just think about it all the time. You got to actually be actively engaged in life to get these things. Yeah. Um, it, it's like my mom always told me. It's like you're your own advocate. Yeah, in a way that my mom's always taught. My mom's always told me that since at a very young age. So. Yeah, that's a good the good way to think about it. Um, yeah. It don't matter what area code, zip code, what hood you from. None of that. None of that matters. Mm-hmm. You are the creator of this story. Make sure yours ends on a good note when it's time for it to end. So make sure you every chapter is each step. So make sure you fully write out these chapters in the best positive way possible you can. Because, um, like I said, this is your story. At the end of the day, this is your story. You're the writer. You're the creator. Yep. And um, bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to bet on yourself. I'm learning how to do that now at age 29. Bet on myself more. Um. It's just like my tattoo says, you're the most permanent person in your life. Everybody else is going to come and go. Right. But you're going to always have to take care of you. So put yourself in the best position you can to do that. Mm-hmm. And take care of those around you when it's time. So. Yeah. Now, the very last question I have for you 
And I don't remember if I asked you this before, but if you could think just one artist, because we all, I feel like both of us as music fans, right? We have that one artist that we're very thankful for that we can relate. Is If you could thank one artist right now of helping you get to where you're at, who would it be and what would you tell him or her? I think my thing when you ask me about artists is kind of been the same. Okay. So you know it's going to be Cole. Mm. It's going to be J. Cole. Definitely. I'm going to be honest. I thought you were going to say somebody else, to be honest. I didn't expect that. It'll definitely be J. Cole because at the time when I started really like listening to his music was like that pivotal age where I don't know what's going on yet, but I'm trying to figure this out. I'm, like, yeah. I'm trying to nav- beginning my journey to navigating the rest of this. And that's around the time I caught his music. So in college, mm-hmm. um, that helped me get through a lot of things. Just yeah, listening to him, it was definitely good motivation. Hey, I hope he hears that answer, man, because it would be a really dope. It would be really dope if we could have a conversation with Cole. Yeah, so when we get there, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We just got to keep grinding. When we get there, I don't want to hear that. Ah, I thought I was believed in y'all. No, you didn't. <laughs> they. Like DJ, like DJ Khaled had that whole they movement going. We finna start that back up. They don't want us to win. <laughs> I don't know who they is because I ain't heard nobody hating yet or nothing. But, so. but we just got to stay away from them. Yeah, whoever they is, stay your ass away from me and Bobby. Yeah. Before we, never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, please don't. I'm not gonna say that. But um, (laughs) 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 this has been a man. I really appreciate you being open and honest, man. I actually learned a lot from you, even though we've been um brothers for damn how long we've been. It's been about seven years. About seven years, yeah. Yeah, we met like 2015. God damn, we're old, man. Tell me about it. Um, but bro, man, I really appreciate you uh, being open and honest with everything. I part of the reason why. I think it was really good for both of us to tell our story on separate episodes because I know we can see if I can convince somebody, convince one, even if it's just one person to do something positive in their life, I feel like I'd accomplish something. True. So that's part of the reason why, you know, especially with you. I mean, even though I grew up in a, even though I was from North County, but, you know, I think you actually came from the gutter, you know, so, you know, that's why I kind of wanted to have an episode with you. You know, yeah, hence I am Yogi's what they world. call a trench baby. Hence Yogi's world. So, man, I really appreciate you being honest, man. Always, man. And uh, this has been another episode of the Hustle City Podcast. You are, you already know what it is. It's your boy Bobby, aka Mister Five One One. Three One Four Yogi. Yogi. However you want to say it. You know, Twitter at Mahogany Mayhem. Uh, Instagram Three One Four Underscore Yogi. Uh, TikTok same thing. Three one four underscore Yogi. Uh, not gonna get y'all my Facebook. Never. Yeah, he doesn't want to get that personal. And you already know you can follow me at Twitter at Bobby underscore zero five one one. And this has been another episode. And by the way, just on a random note, happy birthday to Jay Z. Shout out to Jay Z. Happy birthday, you old bastard. <laughs> Don't disrespect him, man. Even though you just put him in your top five. I always talk bad about the old heads. I talk trash to all the old heads I like. Um, but, yeah, seriously, happy birthday, Jay-Z. Happy birthday, um, man, def- he definitely influenced me when it came to hustling. 
for sure. Uh, last thing I want to say, quicker, like, love, not, I, this has been an announcement that's keep getting made. No, you're good. It's my fault, but if you watch Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, for those who know us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that, there will be a link dropping to every single episode. Video will start being made next year. Oh, 2023, we're, we're killing it. But we coming for the title. We're, we're I don't know what title I'm coming for, but I'm coming for a yeah, title. We talked about this off the air, and I just want to share it. If oh, yeah. With you. We're going to have, I guarantee you, by December 31st of 2023, we're going to have over 100 episodes for y'all. Oh, yeah. And we promise we're going to have over 100 episodes for y'all. Mind you, these episodes are also pre-recorded, too, so. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's a lot of mixing and mastering sometimes. Right. But we'll get to it, man. But, as always, stay up. We out. Peace. Close mouths don't get fed on this boulevard.